This is episode number 207 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. Last week, I covered the difference between a public speaking phobia, it's called glossophobia, by the way, and a normal, quote unquote, normal anyway, fear or nervousness about public speaking. I also covered a few situations that occur that can actually cause a phobia, cause a situation where your fear becomes irrational. And this week, I'm going to cover a few very simple things that you can do to counteract this phobia. The episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear and become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in cities like Miami, Charlotte, Minneapolis, Philadelphia, Houston, Phoenix, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Cincinnati. And we also have another virtual class scheduled in July. So for details about any of those classes or any of the other cities where we hold public speaking classes, just go to fearlesspresentations.com for details. All right, so our topic today is part two of our session on glossophobia, which we defined last week as an irrational fear of public speaking. And this week, I'm going to give you a few simple tips to help you eliminate glossophobia or eliminate that extreme public speaking fear. Uh, And just as a review, some of the things that we kind of talked about last week is that there are two different ways that people kind of describe glossophobia or the fear of public speaking, sometimes it's really simple. If you just if you just call it a fear or nervousness when you speak in front of a group, that means that's going to hit like 95% of the population. Whereas if it's an actual phobia, that's something very debilitating. It's something that's that that is impossible or very, very difficult in any way to control that nervousness. Then now it becomes a phobia. And we talked about the four things that are likely to occur in our history or in our past that can cause us to experience a phobia or a debilitating fear like this. So if, um, if, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, make sure and, and listen to that one because it'll give you a great overview as to why the things that we're going to cover this week will actually work. So the first tip, first thing that you can do if you want to um, reduce this phobia or eliminate this phobia is you want to do what I call start small. (laughs) The old adage is how do you eat an elephant? (laughs) One bite at a time. (laughs) If your fear is really, really intense, there is no need to schedule a high level presentation in front of a thousand people right away. Instead, Start by speaking up in a staff meeting or at church or join a social club, a social organization, join a Rotary Club or a Kiwanis Club or something like that. Set a goal for each interaction. For instance, if you never, ever, ever speak up in a staff meeting, then just set a goal to share a single idea with the group this week when you go into the the staff meeting. Then over time, increase the goal. Next week, 
add two ideas, you know, et cetera. You know, basically you just want to continue to grow. So start small, take it in, in bite-sized pieces. And over time, you're going to start to develop the habit, develop the, you'll start to develop the habit of being a, a more confident speaker. Uh, the second thing that you can do is look for opportunities to present and, and then just be courageous, right? So um, you, you will never, ever, ever conquer any fear if you just simply avoid the situations that cause that fear. So instead, what you want to do is look for opportunities to speak where the consequences of a failure or a, a misstep is pretty low. You know, for instance, you can offer to speak at career day at your kid's school. It, and that way, I mean, if you totally bomb the career day presentation at your kid's school, yeah, so what? You know, it's not going to it's not going to kill you and it's not going to harm your career, you know? It's it's a very it's it's a um even though it, it can be a tough audience by the way, it's one of those things that having the courage to go and speak in that kind of situation and put yourself out there, it'll give some practice and and when you knock it out of the park and the kids really like what you're saying now all of a sudden it's an easy way to kind of build confidence as well um, the, um I, I i talked about the uh, seven qualities of a great speaker in one of the sessions i'm going to link to that in the show notes for you because one of the qualities that i i put up at the top is is um courage you know and a lot of people get the term self-confidence and courage confused but self-confidence comes from having a series of successes doing something. However, poise or courage is where a speaker is not yes, yet confident, but performs courageously anyway. So the, the more of these courageous successes that you can string together, the more self-confident that you're going to feel. So basically a series of courageous activities where you get up, do something that makes you uncomfortable, but then you succeed. You string a few of those together, and then the self-confidence will, will actually be created. Um, the third thing that you can do is you want to document what you did well. This is the thing that almost nobody ever does. But if you do, it will change the way that you kind of see yourself as a speaker. So the reason that our presentation skills classes work so well, by the way, is that our instructors help each student document what they did well in each presentation. You know, for instance, the instructor will teach the student a way to make uh, part of his or her presentation easier. The show some that we'll, we'll basically show the student how to do that thing. We're going to teach them how to do it, show them, give them an example, and then when the presenter succeeds and the presenter gets up and does this, then the instructor reinforces that success. And you can do the same thing. You don't necessarily have to go to a presentation class to do that. You can do the same thing. Just when you, when you stand up to speak in front of a group, immediately after that presentation, make a list of some of the things that you did well in that speech. You have to kind of turn off your internal critic for a while, by the way, because all of us are our own worst critics. And, and you'll really have to kind of fight that. We, we, we always want to point out, oh, my God, I spoke too fast. I don't know. You know, I did all these things wrong. Um, and then before your next presentation, the next time you get up to speak, basically take that list of items that you that you reinforced to yourself that you did well and just read it. <laughs> the list will help you reduce the phobia and help you build confidence over time. So the more times that you have 
these successes in front of a group and then document those successes. I mean, if, if now, the fifth time that you get up and speak in front of a group, you've got four of those lists of things that you did really well, and you just kind of keep reinforcing those, then it's a whole lot easier now to get up because you know that you're going to have at least those things that you've already written down on, on the paper before that you're going to do well at when you're, when you're standing up in front of a group and you'll probably come up with new stuff as you get better and better and better. Again, that's one of the reasons why our public speaking classes are so popular is that we're, we're helping people have this series of successes in a controlled environment. Uh, and that's really number four. That's the fourth thing that you can do to help you reduce nervousness. Because if you want, if you want a faster way to kind of conquer glossophobia or any type of public speaking fear, um, a good way to do that is to get into a controlled environment like a public speaking class or get a presentation coach. The reason why that works so well is, is that when you're in that controlled environment like a class or a workshop, then the risk of failure is reduced to just about zero. <laughs> the only way to conquer glossophobia is to actually string together a series of successes that outweigh, at least in our minds, the causes that we talked about in that in the previous episode. So basically, if we've had any of those negative things occur in our life that are keep making us more nervous, we've got to replace those memories with something more positive. We got to, and the newer that thing is, you know, if I've strung together a series of six or seven successes, it's a whole lot easier to get up the eighth time or the ninth time, right? So as each participant masters each part of a fantastic presentation the fear is reduced exponentially. And in fact, in many cases, the growth is so fast and so dramatic that the irrational fear is kind of replaced by confidence. <laughs> so the, by the way, this process isn't foolproof. It's, it's, it's not something that occurs every single time. And it isn't easy. I mean, you have to kind of work through this, this nervousness, this fear. However, it works almost 100% of the time. It's not foolproof. It does have some hiccups along the way. But um, the process is, works almost 100% of the time. The reason why is because each one of those instances that we've had in our lives where we've had some type of nervousness or some type of negative thing occur to us, um, if we replace that with a memory of something positive, then now it starts to, it's like a seesaw. It's like a, um, a, a teeter-totter where um, you know, at first, those, those failures may be way heavy. And as a result, they, they, um, they, they're throwing off the equilibrium. But every time we add a new success on the other side and a new success and a new success, eventually that kind of balance out. And then our nervousness is reduced pretty dramatically. And once we get past the point of no return where that, where that confidence kind of boosts boost up just a little bit more than the nervousness, then all of a sudden the confidence typically kind of shoots through the roof. And, and that's, that's where it gets really exciting with, uh, with folks that are going through training or presentation skills classes or coaching or mentoring, those kind of things. So um, by the way, if you want details about any of our classes, you can just go to fearlesspresentations.com. We've got them coming up in cities all over the world. 
Um, but regardless of what you do, if you're experiencing this phobia, you really have to do something to counteract that phobia. Otherwise, if you just ignore it, it's just going to fester and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So, um, so make sure and take some of these tips into, um, into account as you get up to present the next time. And, uh, and hopefully over the, over the next few times that you present, your nervousness will significantly reduce over and over and over again, just like we've seen in our classes over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Uh, so anyway, so thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.